Hello, and welcome to another episode of Arrow Chapter and Verse. This time we're back with Legends of Tomorrow, Season 1, Episode 14, River of Time. Well, this is a bottle episode. Everybody's trapped on the Wave Rider with good old Vandal Savage and uh, the brainwashed Carter Hall. So, <clears throat> as you might expect, this is the culmination of a lot of uh, plot lines. Um, it's Rip gets Vandal Savage to admit that uh, he's been playing around with the time stream, although I think the confession is a little... Yeah, it's, it's a little dumb. Um, so what happens is that they find out that the, uh, the giant robot that uh, Ray um, defeated in the last episode uh, uses technology that's 100 years too advanced for 2166, uh, and then Rip confronts Vandal Savage, and Vandal Savage says, uh, basically, you showed a caveman fire, and I had almost 200 years to figure it out, right? So in 1976, um, when the team fails to kill Vandal Savage again, Vandal Savage remembers Rip Hunter from 4,000 years ago. I mean, honestly, I, I would imagine that... It's the kind of thing where you're like, yeah, I remember someone tried to kill me 4,000 years ago, and we kept him prisoner, and he escaped. Are you really going to remember his face, though? I mean, after 4,000 years? Like, I forget the names of people that I've just met. I, I don't know how this guy's remembering Rip Hunter's face when he's met, I don't know, how many people throughout the course of his millennia-long life. But but there you go. There you have it. He, he remembers Rip Hunter and reveals that somehow... He's cracked time travel. I mean, I guess he had his people working on it. He does have people, but I, I don't know what you do. Well, I guess in the DC universe, you basically just sit down, tell, an, uh, tell a scientist that you think something's possible, and then they figure out some mumbo-jumbo about how to do it, because that's the way science works in DC. That's It's all about reversing the polarity of things. I don't know. Uh, so... Um, we also get, uh, the culmination of the, uh, really, I mean, they managed to do a love triangle between Ray, Kendra, and Carter without having Carter on the show for a bunch of episodes, which is a good trick if you can manage it. But that brings me to a special segment of the show, which I like to call, Would Polyamory Have Fixed It? And the answer here is probably yes. I think if, uh... Kendra, Carter, and Ray had sat down around the table, and Kendra had gone, I love Ray, and my feelings for him are real, but I've got this 4,000-year-old relationship, and then they'd sat down and said, well, why don't we do the polyamory thing? I think it, it would have worked. Would have been tough. They all would have been on the wave rider. They would have had to have a very good schedule set out, but I, I think it honestly would have worked. Instead, well, it does what you'd sort of expect it to do, right? A lot of this episode is people going to talk to Vandal Savage for reasons and him manipulating them because that's what he does. Uh, also, uh, there's some problems because um, once Rip gets the, the confession and realizes that Vandal has been monkeying around with time travel, he uh, sets a course for the vanishing point, which is where all of the Time Masters are, and um, the ship has a problem. 
and the problem is that the time drive goes out of whack, and he sends old Jefferson ja I should stop putting old in front of people's names. I'm sorry about that. He sends Jefferson Jackson down to fix it. Now, Jefferson Jackson, I want to point out, is a genius mechanic, because prior to jumping on the Wave Rider, he'd only worked on cars, and now he can fix time ships, okay? So that's, that's where I'm going with this. He is a mechanical genius. Um... What happens is that there is a surge of temporal radiation when uh, Jefferson fixes the time drive, and Jefferson gets a really bad case of progeria, which is advanced aging, which is something that a villain had on The Flash had uh, not too many episodes ago, uh, based on the timeline of this watch and review. Um, so he is aging at an accelerated rate, uh, we're not entirely sure how to fix that. Gideon says that uh, she can't fix it. I'm, Gideon's the voice has a, a a female quality to it, so I'm saying she. I should probably just say they, right? Okay. So uh, Gideon says that they can't fix it, and um, surprisingly, Doctor Stein goes to talk to Vandal Savage about sharing his immortality. Uh, Vandal Savage reveals that the um, the ritual to share his immortality needed Carter's blood. Uh, and Dr. Stein is like, well, that's not going to work. And then they, they talk back and forth a bit, and Dr. Stein realizes something and goes out and gets Jefferson, puts Jefferson in the jump ship, and sends him back to 2016 because a trip through time is going to fix him. But I guess not a trip forward through time, it's a trip backward through time, and that's going to fix him somehow. And there's a bunch of stuff about, you know, Jefferson's like, well, if I leave you, you'll die, and that's no good. And Martin Stein's like, and that's why I'm not giving you a choice. And uh, Jefferson turns around and says, you're roofing me again. Because at the beginning of this show, Dr. Martin Stein wants to go on this trip so badly that not only does he not say goodbye to his wife, he drugs Jefferson Jackson and drags him aboard the ship. Right? That is some, that is some seriously evil, well, evils may be strong. That is some seriously selfish right? Jefferson Jackson has a life in 2016. He doesn't want to go on the trip, but Martin Stein does, and that's what matters. So that's why Jefferson Jackson is along. I also am getting a little bit tired of the, we need to not have Firestorm available, because otherwise then the good guys are going to win, and we can't have that because this show has a certain number of episodes. It seems to me like Firestorm was almost more trouble than he was worth to bring along, so perhaps they should not have included him on the team's roster, but, you know, that might just be me getting annoyed at uh, the tactics they use to make sure that Firestorm is not available for a particular mission or what have you. Okay, so that's the Stein-Jackson plotline. Uh, Sarah Lance also went to see Vandal Savage, where he basically says that Rip Hunter will betray you all for the sake of his family, and she goes and confronts Rip Hunter, and Rip Hunter is like, yeah, I probably will totally betray you all for the sake of my family. I sent Jefferson down to fix the, uh, the time drive, and I knew it could have uh, side effects, and I kind of wanted to avoid those for myself. And she's like, oh, that's, um, all right. That's ultimately not going to change anything I do, but uh, uh, I am a very bad captain. You care more about yourself than you do your crew. And Rip looks appropriately guilty. Um, so Ray and Kendra 
are working with brainwashed Carter. I, I don't know why Ray's there. This is another thing where, again, it's like they, they wrote, in some ways, the worst Ray possible. He is the dumbest Ray. He is the most hapless Ray. And he is, again, incapable of learning from his mistakes. He goes to talk to Savage. He's like, how do I unbrainwash Carter? And Savage is like, I'll tell you. But first, let me give you a bunch of bullcrap about how, you know, Kendra's not going to love you anymore, uh, which is, you know, true. And that did I tell you that after I killed her, she loved me, and according to my standards, that was a perfectly healthy relationship. And then Carter came along and he poisoned it, uh, because that's how Vandal Savage views the world. And Ray walks off and sees... Kendra reciting the poem from the dagger that Carter gave her before they got killed, and he gets all feelings about it, and then he goes back to talk to Vandal Savage, because I guess he remembered he still doesn't have the anti-brainwashing treatment, um, and Vandal Savage is like, well, yeah, I guess you lose, don't you? <laughs> Look at how smug I am. I'm so smug. Uh, also, you, uh, you're, you're not enough of a man, that's why. Uh, she doesn't like you, because if Carter would face me, and because you're not facing me, that's why she chose him. And Ray takes the bait, and that is maybe the single dumbest thing I've seen him do in the course of two shows, and he's done some things that have not been smart. But he goes in the cell with Vandal Savage, and he starts beating on him, and Vandal is content to take a beating. Like, personally, like, hand-to-hand -hand is not his thing outside of his suit, and he just went to fight a guy who's got 4,000 years of fighting experience, maybe? It just, it just seems like a bad idea. So, what you'd expect happens, and, um... Vandal Savage gets out, and he goes and he frees Carter, and then they're going to go menace everybody. So, the people sent to deal with it are the rogues, uh, Ray, and, uh, who else is down there? I'm forgetting someone. It's the rogues, Ritz, it's not Sarah, because Sarah and Martin uh, and Rip are trying to figure out how to fly the ship, but it's, oh, it's the rogues, Ray, and Kendra. Right? So Vandal Savage has somehow gotten a laser rifle, and he's trading shots with the rogues, and then Carter walks up, having recovered his mace. Like, I don't know how he knew where to find it, um, but he did. And so Ray and Kendra start fighting him, and Kendra says, go fight Vandal Savage. And Ray, once again, forgetting that his suit has long-range capabilities, or wanting to punch on Savage some more, gets up close to Savage, and Savage pulls a you're hitting yourself with Ray and shoots the two rogues and then shoots Ray in the face. And then Kendra, uh, Carter beats up Kendra and Vandal Savage is like, bring her to me. Um, actually, I don't like him that much. That's just, that's a little, it's a little too uh, dignified for how I feel about him. So we're going to try something else that would be Bathe her and the uh, no wait nope doing the wrong one <laughs> okay uh bathe her and bring her to me and then Carter is suddenly shocked into remembering his four thousand year reincarnated history 
with Kendra and remembers who he is and turns on Vandal Savage and beats on him long enough for Kendra to wake up and Vandal Savage gets the upper hand and then Kendra shows up and whacks Vandal Savage again, uh, taking him out, right? So that's the thing. Um, I also want to point out that the rogues, uh, Len Snart has had a bad feeling about keeping Savage alive on the ship and Rip Hunter has said, well, the jump ship has a one-way trip to 2016. Um, and... Martin Stein knew this, and rather than saying, hey, rogues, why don't you grab Jax and take him, Jefferson Jackson, and take him back to 2016 so he can be healed and you get what you want, he just sends Jefferson Jackson on his own, trapping the rogues on the ship. Which is, again, it's like, it's a reason for the rogues to stay on the ship, but it also feels contrived, right? So that's that's a thing that happens. Okay, um, let's briefly for a minute talk about the whole Kendra Carter thing at this point. I understand the instincts. Uh, my problem is, is that the Carter who's been brainwashed is the Carter who's alive in 2166. And based on the fact that they have met 206 times over 4,000 years, which is something like, if I remember right, it was something like 19 years per relationship on average before Savage shows up and kills one or both of them. Um, Carter has most likely been reincarnated several times between 2016, when he left the time stream to go back in the past and he was killed in 76, but he's probably been reincarnated several times between 2016 and 2166. So really the only reason for him being such, this being such a big deal for Kendra is that he is there then. And she's fairly young and somewhat new to this. And I'm not saying that, oh, take the long view and don't care about it. I'm just saying she cares an awful lot about this Carter when there are previous Carters. If, if for some reason this feels to me like uh, if she doesn't save this Carter, there aren't going to be other Carters or like the, we, she's got to save this one. And it's like, no, you, you just have to go back to 2016 and maybe like jump ahead to 20. 36 or 2041 and then go looking for the Carter of that era. But, you know, again, I'm, I've got some, I've got some opinions about this show. Okay. So they've got everybody wrapped up. Uh, Carter remembers who he is. Savage is once again, their prisoner and they take him to the vanishing point. And the key reveal here is that the time masters are working with Vandal Savage. That's why they will not remove him from the timeline. It's because they're working with Vandal Savage. Why are they working with Vandal Savage? We don't know yet, but I did, as usual, wiki and spoil myself, and they want him to thwart a Thanagarian invasion. So Thanagar is where one version of the Hawks came from. That was Katar Hole and Shiara, um, who were the Earth One Hawk people. Uh, Earth Two, I believe, was where they stuck everybody from the 30s and 40s, uh, and they were who were fighting Nazis all the time. Um, so the aliens, the Thanagarian version of the Hawk people, would be the Earth One version of the Hawk people. So I'm not sure how this is good. the whole Thanagarian thing is going to play out with the Hawks. But I think one of my favorite things is that Rip, the, the time, the time master in charge, tells Rip Hunter, "You wouldn't understand why we're doing this. You've never understood the long picture." What all he has to say is, 
there's a Thanagarian invasion, and we think Vandal Savage is the only one capable of staving it off. Um, now, again, it's like you're willing to let billions of people die so that you could stave off a Thanagarian invasion, which is, of course, an event in the time stream that happens, but you're not willing to let Rip Hunter get rid of Vandal Savage, who kills a billion people, which is an event in the time stream that happens. And I guess the, the Thanagarians are worth, worse somehow, perhaps because, as in uh, Justice League, uh, they want to destroy the Earth to build a space bypass. Um, I mean, it, it is literally the beginning of the plot of Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. <laughs> That's which... Uh, Justice League... Justice League Unlimited, man. Justice League Unlimited was such a great show. Anyway, moving on. Uh, so that's a thing. They also have Rip do a very, like, the reveal about Vandal Savage to the, the Time Council, the reveal to the Time Council about him having messed with time is done in a very Doctor Who way. Like, there's that sort of brash confidence version on arrogance, and he uh, he takes the the thing that he used to make the video of Vandal Savage confessing and does a little flip with it. It's, it's, it's super Dr. Hooey. Um, another thing about this, this particular episode that I thought was just ridiculous is Vandal Savage talking to Rip Hunter and Vandal Savage is, you may be a time master, but I am the master of time. And it's like, you're not, you're just immortal. Like you, you can't, you can't control time. You're you're just you just live through it a lot. Um, so anyway, like I said, this uh, again the show big operatic beats, uh, and once again the good guys don't really achieve much of anything, and they haven't ever achieved much of anything, and it's getting really annoying because there are only three episodes left where I guess they're going to achieve all the things. Uh, okay, so that's going to do it for this episode of Arrow, Chapter, and Verse, and uh, hope you've enjoyed it. Bye. Oh my god, forgot to mention. Uh, at one point, there's a bottle of scotch, and uh, Rip Hunter is annoyed that people are drinking it, and says, Rob Roy McGregor gave me that bottle of scotch in 1689. And me being me, knowing a little something about Robbery McGregor, uh, I Wikipedia'd that Robert McGregor would have been 18 in 1689, which is, I guess, an appropriate age for him to be giving Rip Hunter a bottle of scotch. Uh, do wish we knew what Rip Hunter was doing in Scotland um, back in 1689. All right, that's it.